Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Bottled Up Podcast. It's been a bit crazy here these past few weeks with the NASCAR season, but now we're in the playoffs. We are in the full swing of things, and I think there's nobody happier going forward to the next few weeks than Mr. Kurt Busch after his incredible run at Las Vegas, holding off a late race charge from Matt DiBenedetto, uh, especially from Denny Hamlin, who was on newer tires, Martin Truex Jr., Alex Bowman having some great race, having a great race for each of them as well. Then you take a look a little bit further down. Kyle Busch was able to rebound after another incident with Joey Logano, which is well, one of many in recent memory. Those two have been going at it. Chris Buescher with a fantastic run, finishing in ninth. Kevin Harvick, a horrible run for him, finishing all the way back in 10th for the first time, not winning a race in what seems to be the uh, first time in a long time here. Ryan Priest with a great run, finishing in 19th. John Hunter Nemechek in 20th after a late spin in the race. I believe it was a tire that went down. He sort of just came up across the track, but he had a good race. Only four cars did not finish the race, though, of the forty of the 39-car field. Josh Balicki, Timmy Hill, Tyler Reddick, and Chad Fincham were all unable to finish the race, but it was a fantastic one over at Las Vegas. I really, really was impressed, though, and I think everyone was impressed with Kurt Busch and the passion that he had after winning that race. But you cannot possibly look at Matt DiBenedetto's run and say it was just a coincidence. Just like earlier this year in the spring when he was there and finished second at Las Vegas, once again comes out of Sin City in second place with a fantastic run, only a tenth and a half off of Kurt Busch at the end. What an amazing run for him and that team. But Kurt Busch, the big winner, now he doesn't have to worry about the next two weeks, which are probably the worst two weeks on the schedule for all the drivers, definitely the most nerve-wracking, and that is Talladega and the Roval. Talladega, completely unpredictable. You never know what could happen there. You could see, well, we almost saw Starcom Racing win there uh, last year, I want to say it was, in July, where they, uh, you know, if you listen into that interview with the spotter, of that team, <laughs> they somehow managed to snag defeat from the jaws of victory with Landon Castle behind the wheel, but they could come out on top again this year. You never know. It could be anybody. It's probably going to be Kevin Harvick, though, if the stats are anything to go off of. There is anyone out there, though, that wants to beat Kevin Harvick, it's got to be Kyle Busch. I mean, there's no secret there that this season has been a rough struggle for him and the 18 team as a whole. Some of their teammates have had success, but overall, just for Kyle Busch, it has been a horrible, horrible season compared to some of his past few seasons. Will he be able to turn it around? I don't know, but if he's going to, now's the time. He's currently sitting outside the bubble. He's ninth in the points in the top 12. He's nine points behind eighth place Alex Bowman and only 11 points ahead of Clint Boyer. And really, he's just in some major trouble. 18 points ahead of Eric Almirola and just 23 ahead of last place Austin Dillon. That can easily change in just a second at Talladega. If he wrecks out there, there's a good chance that he's in a must-win situation for the Roval. And although he is strong at the road courses, I wouldn't say that he wants to go into there in a must-win situation. Kurt Busch, he is just riding clean, though. He's got nothing to worry about. He can go out and push for the win at Talladega and the Roval because he is locked in to the round of eight. Kevin Harvick's in a pretty safe spot unless he gets wrecked out of both races. I don't see much uh, chance of him dropping out. He's 61 points up. Denny Hamlin up 58. Brad Keselowski only plus 16. Martin Truex Jr. 15. 
Joe Logano plus 11, Chase Elliott plus 10, Alex Bowman plus 9. Then you have Kyle Busch minus 9, Clint Boyer minus 20, Eric Almirola minus 27, and Austin Dillon minus 32. It's going to be tough for them to work their way out of some of the holes that they're in down there towards the bottom of the leaderboard. But I think they might be able to do it. If I had to guess on who's going to be eliminated from this round, I think it would probably be Eric Almirola, Austin Dillon, probably Alex Bowman, and from there, it's sort of a toss-up between Clint Boyer, Kyle Busch, and Chase Elliott. If I had to give my honest opinion, I think one of them is not going to be able to advance. We'll have to see who it's going to be, though. I mean, it's entirely possible that Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, and Brad could have a horrible round. It's entirely possible for that to happen, and quite frankly, we have to just wait and see. And it's some crazy, crazy racing coming forward here with Talladega and the Roval in just the next two weeks. Other NASCAR news a little bit further on. Announced actually on September 28th, so Monday afternoon, it was announced that NASCAR would be changing up the schedule for Kansas next month in October. So the Xfinity, ARCA, and Truck Series are all being changed around. The Cup Series is staying the same, but now on Friday, it's going to be the ARCA Series at 8.30 p.m., so that's Friday night, Eastern Standard Time. That's going to be on Fox Sports 1 or Fox Sports 2. And that's going to be determined at a later date. Then Saturday, they move the truck race from Friday night to Saturday afternoon. And then they have after that at 7 p.m. Saturday night is going to be the Xfinity race. So just a bit of a change up. But Sunday at 2.30 is still the Cup Series event. Not sure it hasn't been announced why they've made these changes. But hey, they're changing things up. And it's going to still be a fantastic weekend of racing over at Kansas Speedway. So if you're planning on going, just be aware that there is that big change coming up. So if you want to catch the truck race and the Xfinity race, you're going to have to make an afternoon and evening out of being at the track. And finally, to wrap things up here, over at the Xfinity side, Chase Briscoe ended up winning with Noah Gregson, the hometown boy, coming home second, Daniel Hemmick third, Justin Allgaier fourth, and Ryan Sieg with a fantastic run, fantastic finish, came home in fifth place. What a fantastic run for him. He started in 12th and worked his way up, and that's just a fantastic run for that 39 team. Michael Annette in 7th. Anthony Alfredo, our hometown boy, our very own favorite Anthony Alfredo, finishing 8th with the most passes, most quality passes, and most passes made for that 21 team. I really think you're going to see him in victory lane sometime soon. I've been saying that a lot. I said the same thing about Christian Eckes. I think you're going to see both of them in victory lane sooner rather than later because Christian's been doing a great job as well. Looking back through the field, Jeremy Clements in the 51 comes home 13th. A fantastic run for him. Brandon Brown in 15th. He's on the verge in the playoffs, so he's going to have to really work hard. Austin Hill all the way back in 17th. Ross Chastain was running towards the front. Finished in 16th, though, after a big moment late in the race. Tommy Joe Martin's in 22nd. And then towards the end of the race, most of the cars that started the race ended up finishing it. Vinnie Miller, Chad Fincham, and Kyle Weatherman, though, were all unable to finish the race entirely. Taking a look at the standings, though, we have up at the top still Chase Briscoe with that win. Austin Sindrick, Noah Gregson, Justin Allgaier, Justin Haley, Brandon Jones, Ryan Sieg after that great run. He's now in the green, should be able to advance in the next round if he continues this dominance, but it's going to be tough for him. That's a small team trying to do big things. Harrison Burton uh, is the last one above the line. Then you have Ross Chastain, Mike Lynette, Riley Herbst, and Brandon Brown is towards the tail end, but... If Brandon Brown has a good weekend at Talladega, which is entirely possible, and a good run at the Roval, which 
is entirely possible he could continue on, but it's going to be tough. He needs a little bit of luck to fall his way in order to advance in the next round, but that would be very cool to see for that 68 to advance. Same thing with the 39 and Ryan Sieg. It'd be great to see at least one of those two small underdog teams be able to pull it off and get themselves into the next round and try and make a push for the championship. That would be awesome to see, I think. And finally for the Truck Series, leading the way is Austin Hill, who got the win this weekend at Las Vegas. And then behind him, Sheldon Creed, Brett Moffitt, Zane Smith with a great run in the playoffs so far. Grant Enfinger, Tyler Ankrum, Matt Crafton, and Christian Eckes holding on to that last spot. Then you have Ben Rhodes and Todd Gilliland. That's a 10 car field in the playoffs for the trucks but i think overall it's going to be a crazy weekend for them at talladega that's probably my favorite series to watch at talladega because it is just absolute uncontrolled mayhem in those trucks they are beyond cool i think at talladega especially so we'll see we'll see what comes up but if you are ever on the road you're looking for something to listen to hey you got it right here on the bottled up podcast thank you for everyone for tuning in and i hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of bottled up